On today's episode of the podcast, I talk about the fact that this is my very first week recording the show as a proper stay-at-home mom. Dennis has started working full-time and our routines and schedules have changed a lot. And I found myself in this past week doing this parenting thing on my own for most of the day, stepping back and looking around and almost wondering, when is someone going to step in here and help me a little bit? And as I speak to you today, I realize that that's also how I feel about the state of the world, how I'm waiting for someone to step in and make a change and keep everyone safe and help us all find that place of compassion in our hearts for peace and for violence to end. It's a hard time to human right now, but we are all doing the best we can. I also talk about how to stay grounded and how to meet ourselves in the energy we're in, whether that's a sense of hopelessness or despair or anxiety, and how probably the answer to what are we going to do now isn't to sit down and meditate, although that could be a part of it too. Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Let's jump in. All right. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's time for a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I'm Rachel Brethen. You know me already. Um, I'm sitting here right now having a moment that I think is going to be one of those moments that I'm going to have every single week from now on. I'm in a little bit of like a milestone, <laughs> milestone moment here. This is my first podcast recording as a proper stay-at-home mom doing the stay-at-home mom thing, and it's and it's stressful. <laughs> I, uh, if you listen to this show, uh, you know that Dennis has been looking for a job for a really long time. Uh, since we moved to Sweden, which is now two years, he has basically, he's had some jobs here and there and we've had, you know, we have passive incomes in certain ways, but essentially for two years, he's been out of a job and it's been really hard and it, he's been really depressed about it. It's been kind of a major struggle for us and the family and financially and between the two of us. And it's been a big thing. And for all this time, I mean, really, since I was pregnant, I have been wanting and wishing for the moment when he 
has like a proper job with a regular routine and we have regular schedules and I get to just be a stay-at-home mom and do the thing where I am just home. And I've been waiting for this and praying for this and hoping for this. And now it happened. Dennis has a full-time job now. He actually has two jobs. He's starting a business on his own and he's employed at the same time. So he's all of a sudden very, very busy. (laughs) And it's the kind of busyness I've been wanting him to have. We've been really, really longing for this. And this week is the first time where we have a regular schedule going. Uh, If you follow me on social media, you probably see that like as a family, we spend almost all day together all the time, which is a dream and beautiful, but it's also been really, really hard. Uh, you know, work-wise and 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 struggling in this in this one area. It's been awesome to have Dennis here, especially for the first months of this newborn and this baby and this new time. But at the same time, I've just seen in him this massive need to have a big sense of purpose, to be out there in the world, to not be here stuck on the farm with me all day. We're very different in our energies in that way. I'm really content being just on the farm, in nature, all by myself. <laughs> I, I'm really, really good with that. He's not. He's a social person. He needs, uh, he has a much bigger need for community and interaction and to have that social interaction every day. And he hasn't had that for so long. Until now, and he started Monday, Monday morning. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday. It's, this is day three. And where he just like got up in the morning <laughs> We got Leia ready for school and then he made himself a cup of coffee and left. (laughs) And this is regular, normal life. Like this is how we've done things for most of our lives. You know, like he went living in Aruba, he, we would have breakfast or coffee and then he would go and I would do my thing in my own way kind of thing, float in and out of whatever work I was doing. But he would really be at the studio every day and he was busy all the time every day. And for two years, it hasn't been like that. For two years, we have had really slow mornings, you know, getting Leia to school, taking our time, sitting at the breakfast table for like an hour together, talking about our day, and last few months, really sharing the responsibilities of the baby. He's been with the baby in the morning, like he takes Finn for the first nap, I get a moment to work out or move and take my dip for the day. Like we have had this very, very, we're just spending time together all day. And it's been, it's been hard and great at the same time. And now we're living this normal life where he goes to work and I'm a stay-at-home mom and he just leaves. And I thought that this is going to be so amazing. This is going to be the best thing. And it's good. <laughs> but I'm also like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm all, I'm all alone. I'm all alone now. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Like right away, I was like, what about, what about my window in the morning? What about me like doing my yoga and taking my dip? How am I going to do that? And then it's just like, you've been begging me, like pushing me, fighting for me to get a job, to get out of the house. And now I'm doing that. You can't, you, you can't complain now. Like you can't go back on your, on your word. Like this is, this is what we've been waiting for, for so long. And I'm like, I know, but, but, but. <laughs> So this is day three of, and I know this is 
have been super spoiled having done his home. You know, I know this week is more of a regular newborn, you know, stay at home mom kind of deal. But this is really my first time sitting down to record where I'm like a little bit stressed about it. The baby, Finn, he doesn't sleep. We don't have a routine yet. We have a little bit more, you know, we have longer naps now. We have a little bit more steadiness around sleep. Sleep is much better. I can give you an update if you want it. But it's not like, oh, he sleeps from this time to that time. And that's when I'm going to do the podcast. No, no, no. And today is my last day that I'm able to record. And I'm all day kind of stressed about how am I going to make this work? And Leia comes home at one every day. So I'm alone with both of them for most of the day, which means even if Finn sleeps, I can't go and, you know, lock myself in a room for two hours like I'm with Leia, you know. So I just put him down. He fell asleep and I ran down and I'm like, I'm going to do my first stay at home mom podcast. And it feels equally amazing and daunting and challenging and scary somehow. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I'm really happy I'm here talking to you right now. But just it's scary. I I just realized there is a lot of things in my day today that I do and get done. Obviously, thanks to Dennis being here, thanks to us sharing the the work around the house, thanks to us sharing cleaning and laundry and babies and Leia. Like we all we share that. And for two years, I have had the luxury of the routine of having a partner there pretty much all the time, someone I can lean on, someone I can say, hey, I got to do the podcast. Is that okay? I jump in over here and I just go do it, right? And now I really feel like this is the beginning of a different, different kind of chapter in our lives. Hopefully the beginning of a happier husband, which is the most important thing, truly is. I really want him on the show because it's been so long since you guys had an update from Dennis. And I think he's been reluctant to come on the show because he's been so very low. But now that things are all of a sudden, he has a flow, he has things going for him. He's out there very excited, doing doing really cool things. So he's a lot happier overall. I think he would be happy to come on the pod. But the question then remains is who's going to watch the babies? <laughs> the two kiddos. <laughs> So I don't know if we're going to make that happen. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Rituals multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? 
No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. All of a sudden, I have felt a little bit lonely. It's been three days and I'm, I felt a little bit lonely. I felt like all of a sudden I'm on my own. I don't know if anyone ever has this feeling, but sometimes I find myself in situations in my day-to-day life where I kind of want to turn around and I'm like, well, where's my mom? <laughs> like, where's, where are my parents? Like, who, who's going to step in here and help me? Or who's going to step in here and do this for me? Or who's going to step in here and like, tell me what to do now? Do you guys ever have that where you're, all of a sudden you feel really small and really young and you're just waiting for a parent or an authority of some sort to just take over. I don't know if if you can recognize this feeling at all, but I have had that feeling quite a bit over the past, over the past, yeah, this past week, but for a little while where I feel a little bit overwhelmed by something where I'm juggling stuff with two kids where I don't know, like we're getting in the car and it's frenzied and I, I can't figure out how to cl- put the stroller together because Dennis does that and now I do it on my own. <laughs> like I have never collapsed our stroller. Like I don't know how to do that. I, literally, I hold a baby, Dennis does that. <laughs> and I've never had to do it by myself. And I'm like, how does one do that with one hand? Well, the stroller we have, you don't. You don't. Like at least the bassinet. I'm sure there's a way when the baby's a little bit bigger, but this version of the stroller, you need two hands to lift the bassinet out of the base of the stroller and then collapse like the stroller together and then put it in the car. You can't do that shit with one hand. You need two hands for that, which means you have to put a crying baby on the floor. (laughs) And I'm outside and I'm on the porch and like, so we had to go... Uh, I had to go get a passport. I had to go get a new passport. We're traveling soon. My passport is almost expiring. I have to go get a new passport. And this has been a thing. And I went. It's so hard for us to go, all of us, especially now that Dennis has no time. It's really hard for us to get to a place like that. And I make the appointment, which is at the police station. And we go and we get there six minutes late. Six minutes, mind you. Six minutes And I go to check in, like a little computer, you check in and they're like, your time has expired. Please book a new, make a new appointment. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. I like put my three and a half month old in the stroller. I mean, in the car, cries the whole way. Like he hates the car. It's so stressful. He cries less now, but it's still a lot of crying with my six year old there. And I had my mom there and Dennis and we're hustling to get there. And we live 40 minutes away you know, we really, it's a thing. And then we get there six minutes late and I lose the time. Like I cried in front of this police woman and she was like, sorry, like this is the system. If I let you through now, it messes up the rest of the day for everybody else. Like you would be the reason why everybody else is late. And I understand and this is very Swedish, very, very, very Swedish. And I appreciate this part of Sweden where normally, you know, if I was just on time, I would have had my window. If it says 2.20 is your appointment, your appointment begins at 2.20. It doesn't begin at 2.15. It doesn't begin at 2.30 or any time after. It begins at 2.20. And they process you and do the thing so quickly, so efficiently. Like if it's one thing we are as Swedes, it's efficient. And then you're out of there in five minutes. You have a new passport like coming your way. 
But this time, you know, I'm like, um, please, please show me some humanity here. Like, please. Like, and I was just really crying. And she said, no, no, no. Like, there's no way. There's no window open here at all. And uh, yeah, we had to just go back home and then do it another time. And uh, Dennis was stressed because he said, you have to do this next week now. And I'm going to be working. So you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, alone with Leia and Finn trying to figure the damn stroller out, trying to pack the diaper bag, realizing Leia needs a snack. She's hungry. Did she drink water today? You know, she needs to like change from school clothes and what what do we need to pack and what I need to do? And I forgot to have lunch and a million things like just spinning. And then I can't get the stroller <laughs> to, to get in the car. And I had one of those moments where like, can someone just like I look around, I'm like, someone please do it now. Like, okay, I'm I'm just, this adulting moment is too much for me. <laughs> Can someone do it? Thank you. But there's nobody there. Oh, I'm the grown up. Right. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. I'm the one figuring out the crying baby and the six-year-old and the stroller and the rush to do the thing I have to do. This is all me. Like, this is, there's no one here that's going to help me or, or tell me what to do or figure this out for me. And it's like, okay, deep breath and uh, and just get it done, right? And I can laugh because obviously this is like minor stuff, you know, small things in our day. But it's funny how, I don't know, I just, how did I, how did I become an adult? <laughs> I can't be the only one who thinks about this at times. Like I just, there's a part of me that feels like I'm always going to be, there's definitely a part of me that feels like I'm always going to be 20. Like that's my default age. But then there's always a part of me that feels like I'm also kind of just like 12 years old, like that that kind of like preteen vibe. I'm there where I can adult if I want to, like I can be mature. I know how to I know how to say the right thing. I know how to figure stuff out, but I'm also just a kid. So can I just, I can kind of float between being a child and being being a grown up like that age-ish. And I feel like 12 was really that for me. I mean, when I was 12, I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day and, and getting drunk. <laughs> but that's, that's a story for another day, I guess. But yeah, so this is just, this is just what it is now. And of course, I... I know we're going to find our, our groove. Like, I know that. I told Dennis today, just, I realized Leia has belay. I mean, this is all just mundane stuff, but normally we figure it out together and we make it work. And now I have to figure it out on my own. And I think I need a little bit of a transition time here to make this work because I have six podcasts a week that I still record, even though I am home with the baby. Like I still, I still do that. I still have certain things and commitments and things that I need to get to, but I've taken that for granted and it doesn't feel like work because it's effortless most of the time. And now it's not effortless anymore. Now I need schedule it. I need, I need to really figure these things out. I told Dennis today, like we need to sit down and actually go over the week, all of Leia's activities, the things that I need to get done. Like what are the windows where maybe, you know, you need to leave for work an hour later so I can get to what I need to get to. We're going to figure this out. But I just feel like this was just a, I don't know, a big moment. And isn't it funny how how sometimes the things you wish for and the things you long for, and then they come and you're like, wait, what? I'm doing this on my own now. I'm the parent. I'm the mom. Okay. 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 Fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there. I, I definitely am having a yeah, I'm having a parenting week where I feel like a novice. I feel like I am brand new. 
I feel like I uh, am doubting myself a, a bit or a lot. I don't know. I'm also having a week the way you're having a week where there's just despair inside at all moments of the day. I, uh, I, I don't know how much I want to talk about this because I know no matter what you say in these times, it's the wrong thing. That's really how I feel. Stepping aside now from my family stuff and into the, the, the world. Whatever you say about the state of the world right now, whatever you say about the conflict between Israel and Palestine, it's the wrong thing. Calling it Israel upsets people. Saying it's a conflict upsets people. Calling it war upsets people. Calling it genocide, genocide upsets people. Calling it anything upsets people. There's, I, I have a really hard time phrasing it. And so I'm not going to, um, but instead I'll just share what I think so many of us are feeling, which is this undercurrent throughout my day, this undercurrent of absolute hopelessness. And I, I think that's also why I feel overwhelmed by simple tasks right now. I feel a little bit burnt out by just by watching the news, burnt out by watching awful things on my phone. And, and then, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think you are too. If you're on the internet, you're probably burnt out by just pain. And at the same time, we have a responsibility to actually know, to not put our head in, head in the sand and say, this doesn't concern me because I'm not there. Um, I think we've been doing that for a really, really long time kind of pretending like this is not an issue it doesn't affect me so leave it for other people until it gets very critical the way it became now and we have a responsibility to to educate ourselves and to know but there's a limit and I really feel like for me I have crossed that limit for myself just because I haven't had I, yeah I, I just haven't been able to look away so all throughout my day whether it's I'm putting Finn down for a nap or picking up Leia from the bus or making snack or doing the mom things that I do in my very uncomplicated life, in my very beautiful life, in my very safe life, in, in this life that I don't take for granted. I don't. I, I truly don't. I think about it every moment of the day, how grateful I am that I have this. But in all of that, in all those mundane things, there is this undercurrent of just a fear, of sadness, of, of grief, and it's a complicated grief because, yeah, it's it's not my grief, but it's also very much mine, the way it's all of ours. Um, I think when you become a mother, when you become a parent, especially as a mother, you, you, you all of a sudden become a mother to all children. At least I feel that way. I know I'm a bit of an empath, but I really, really, really feel that way. If there was a way for me to scoop up these children right now and bring them home and keep them safe. I would, you know, I really, um, I really would. And I think most mothers feel that way. And that feeling of, as we are going about our day and doing our regular stuff, kind of pretending like everything is normal. We know at all times, things are not normal. We know at all times, the, the violence and the pain and the loss is so profound and it's ongoing and it's hap continues to and it's not stopping. I just um every moment of the day I have 
I shift between this feeling of thank you, thank you. I'm so I'm so grateful I have. I'm so grateful we're safe. I'm so grateful for my babies. I'm just really appreciating the normalcy of of my life, knowing so many people don't have that. And then I shift to just make it stop, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. And knowing that there's nothing I can do, knowing there's nothing most of us can do. And how bizarre is that? Because we know as humanity, as a large group of people, we have power. We're supposed to have power. We're supposed to be able to impact like these sorts of things. We should. Like at, at some point, like we, in most countries anyway, elect the leaders of the countries we live in, in democracies. And I feel like I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, maybe that's the feeling. I'm looking around like, who can someone step in here now? Like, can someone make this stop? And I don't know who I'm talking to. Am I talking to, to the UN? Are we talking to prime ministers and presidents and governments? Like, who are we talking to? Can you make it stop? Please, please now. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny that I made that 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 I made that parallel just between parenting in my day to day when actually that's how I feel about life. Yeah, it's not that I don't know how to put the stroller in the car and that's causing me a major moment of anxiety and overwhelm. I'm actually a very capable person and I can figure most things out on my own and I have for most of my life. Like that's that's not a big thing, but I really have this week experienced that feeling of overwhelm and oh my god, I, I how am I going to do this even though it's simple stuff and I am realizing now as I'm telling you this that it's because that's how I feel about my place in the whole world in this moment. Like I'm just really waiting for a mom and a dad to step in and just fix things. Can someone can someone step in and make everybody safe, please? Can someone step in and stop the violence, please? Can 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 someone come in and fix this? And there's nobody there. Not only is there nobody there, but there's nobody to to even look for. And we know, you know, secondary trauma is a, is a thing. It's not the same as trauma trauma obviously obviously not obviously any anxiety or feeling of overwhelm from afar sitting in our safe places watching this on our phones that we can turn off at any moment we can put that away at any moment we can step into another reality any moment and it's not even our reality we can tune that out if we choose to obviously that does not in any shape or form even remotely begin to compare to what it's like to actually live that or what it's like to to live that in connection or adjacent, right? If you are Jewish or Palestinian or you have Jewish and Palestinian friends or family or, you know, the it's like the waves of pain. It's just there's the epicenter of it and then it ripples out into the world. And many of us are intertwined and it's someplace in between. Many of us are outside looking in, don't relate at all. I don't have Palestinian people in my life. I have Jewish friends and Jewish people in my life. I went to school. There were Palestinian people in my school, um, school friends growing up, but long ago. But it, and, and right now it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I hope I'm not offending anyone by saying that, although I'm, I'm probably am. Um, it doesn't matter because 
for me anyway, the way I'm experiencing this is not like here's this one side and here's this one side and who's in the right and who's in the wrong, who's more wrong. Like it's all wrong. It's all fucked. It's all wrong. What happened the first weekend of October was so, so wrong. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about those children looking for their moms. Like I can't. And it's also that feeling of like, maybe it turns out okay, maybe they get to go home. It's this suspension, right, of that that traumatic event, like it's just ongoing. And then it's, it's this never-ending violence toward the people of Palestine who are not the same as Hamas. They're not. And even though I think most of us understand and know that, it's not talked about in that way. Uh, I shift between when I watch the news, I, I, I watch news, I watch Israeli news, I watch Palestinian news, I watch the world news, um, especially on social media. I try to really, because I want to see how people are talking about the same things in such different ways. And it's just, it's all, it's all terror, it's all wrong, it's all violence, it's all death, it's all wrong. And somehow in the midst of all this wrong and of all this violence are the, the children. And it shouldn't matter if they're Israeli children or Palestinian children or Syrian children or Ukrainian children or Swedish children. Like it should not matter. They're children. They're children of this world. Like they're all our children. And it's just really really hard to move through our day knowing that this is ongoing and happening every moment every minute and nothing is being done to make it stop it's really yeah and I think this week I think we're all and when I say we're all I'm, I'm talking to you listening to this pod, right? Which means you're in a space where, I, I think I said that last week, like if we're listening to this podcast, we're in a safe place, obviously. So when I say you all, I'm referring to all of us on the outside here in our safe spaces. Um, I think we're all moving through this week feeling this burden. And if we don't, if we're moving through this week feeling nothing, I think we're either shut off or in denial I think really it's impossible to to know that this is happening and to to watch it unfold and to not be majorly impacted. A consistent body care routine is really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin, it actually boosts our mental health too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. 
and it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skincare is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. There's this almost automatic feeling of, okay, well, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I do something that's really dedicated to just, okay, I need to do something for my well-being, it's really hard for me to get there when there is some, when there's real despair in the world, when there's something really urgent, really, when, when disaster happens like this, it's really, really, really hard. I just find myself not doing the thing and it's not until after when I reflect on my day that I realize, oh, like I didn't, I didn't roll out my yoga mat today. I actually didn't do that. I actually, I didn't, I didn't sit with tea. I didn't move my body. I didn't. And then I, I realized yesterday in the evening when I went to bed, I was like, I didn't dip this week. I didn't go for my cold dip, which sounds maybe silly and small, but that is my one big non-negotiable thing for self-care that I do every single day no matter what and and I was telling myself well, it's because Dennis is not here so it's harder for me to get to but no actually the baby sleeps really well Finn sleeps <laughs> like he can sleep for an hour he can sleep for two hours today he he had a nap that was like an hour and 40 and then another nap that was two and a half hours long that's plenty time for me to roll out my mat that's plenty time for me to roll out my mat and do my yoga practice and work out and sit in tea ceremony and sneak down to the lake and go for my dip if I wanted. Like I could have done all those things. But every day this week, I find myself not doing the thing. And what have I done instead? Well, I'm either on my phone frantically scrolling. Uh, Dennis keeps telling me like, please, please put it away. Like, please stop. Please stop. It's easier for him to like, like he can have his designated moment okay he, and he has a news app that he he, wa he watches the dutch news he has the dutch news app that's how he gets all his information he really trusts this one news outlet it's called nos if any dutch people are listening like that's i don't know why that's just his thing i mean i guess we're all like that like some people trust the new york times a lot and some people some people watch fox news <laughs> i don't know we're all you know we have our trusted outlets i uh yeah, I, uh, anyway, he's better at that than me. So he will be on that app. He reads our, all the articles or watches videos and there's podcasts on there too. He kind of just gets his information and then he puts that information away where I'm more like, okay, I, I go down this rabbit hole. Okay, well now this happened and then that happened. And then this person is saying that thing about that. And then especially on social media, especially on Instagram, I find myself following people because I want information but then all of a sudden I pick up my phone just to do something else or to post something on Instagram and then there are dead children in my feed that's been happening so many times throughout the day I've had to kind of put some people on mute where I they don't show up in my feed and I just have to make the conscious effort to go there 
And here's one thing that I think is so important that we all hear is that we don't have to see videos or photos of violated people or slaughtered people or murdered people or children to be able to feel compassion. We don't have to put those images in our brains to understand that they are happening. And chances are, for most of us, we shouldn't be doing that to ourselves. It's our, it's our responsibility to be informed, to learn, to understand, but we don't have to expose ourselves to that secondhand trauma because that's what that is. It is secondhand trauma or thirdhand trauma. And I, I, like I don't, <laughs> if, if anything comes up and it has that little warning, you know, sensitive images, I scroll right by. I don't click on that. But sometimes when you're, when this, these things are happening, it just comes up. And then for the rest of the day that I can't unsee that, right? I can't, yeah, I can't see anything else. And what I find myself doing is not going to my yoga mat, you know, not, not going to something grounding and calming because I'm in a frazzled state. You know, it, it, and it's so true when we are in a state of just this activated, dysregulated place, which is what happens to me when I see images like that. It's just, I can't, I can't, yeah. I mean, I can't barely keep this conversation going right now, just knowing that that's there. So instead I reach for something else, right? And what have I been reaching for this week? I've been reaching for like cleaning. I I just, I... I, I, I get this idea, I have to clean, I have to organize. I'm, I'm really upset that the house is messy all the time and I go to clean something and then along the way I find something else and then I go into another room and then I remember I forgot that thing and then I, oh, I was repotting that plant and then, oh shit, but I was also like making lunch and then I was, and I find myself just kind of frantically going from room to room, from thing to thing, from place to place, but I'm not getting anything done. I'm not you know, being efficient or actually completing the tasks that I start. I'm just like fluttering around in this little frenzy of, of not being able to be still. And it's because of this, of course, of course, of course. And I know what I need is, well, what I need right now is not sit, sitting down with tea. Like that's a really nice thing and it sounds beautiful. And Maybe sit down and meditate. Like if you're dysregulated, like to sit down, sometimes we have to meet ourselves at that vibration to be able to bring ourselves down. And I think that's important that we understand that about ourselves and how our own nervous systems work. So in these moments, what I need is I need to scream. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening has a practice like that. I call it the sacred scream. I have a, I have a class on it in on yogagirl.com if anyone um you can join the uh it's the home course that I did there this big 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 course for connection with nature and ourselves I have classes there on sacred screaming I need to shake literally to do a shaking meditation to shake that energy out of my system I need to do a dynamic meditation where I get to really go into an emotional release or some form of like angry dancing. Have you ever done anger dancing? Like just <laughs> like an anger release. 
I have playlists on Spotify. If you search Yoga Girl on Spotify, you find all my playlists. I have playlists for different emotions and I have an anger release playlist there. And it's good music. Like it's music you want to just like rage to. I mean, that's really what I think a lot of us need is to just put on headphones or if you're, you live in a private space, go into your bedroom or to your living room and turn the ragiest music you can find on the loudest volume you possibly can and just beat the living hell out of your mattress or your couch cushions and scream into a pillow and shake your body and punch something and just to move this energy that's stuck, to move those images out of our head, to to not have this energy become stagnant and stuck in our bodies. Because that's what happens. And then we that energy wants to be wants to be met. So then we feed it with more images and with more of what's happening and what happened now and oh my God and this and that. And it's so so hard. It really is so hard to find this balance. I am very clearly failing at it this week. I'll try to take care of myself better tomorrow. It's the end of the day already. I'm calling it. <laughs> All I want for the rest of today is like a glass of wine on the couch. Okay, that's that's going to be it for me. But tomorrow I'm going to try to take care of myself better and do these things. That we meet ourselves with the rage, with the grief, with the sadness, with the pain. And we don't bypass ourselves because it's so easy to do because it's not ours like right we're not the ones suffering like what what the hell but if we don't move this energy out of our own systems we're gonna walk out into the world and we're gonna infect the rest of the world with that and we're not gonna we're not gonna be of service from a good place and when I say of service I mean of service to the people suffering but also of service to your family of service in your day-to-day to do the things that you have to do to keep everything together to put the fucking stroller in the fucking car without losing it like we need to be able to do that we need to be able to to keep it together for our little ones right and uh and it's really hard it's it's really hard and it's really hard to understand i think whenever acts of violence like this happens it also destabilizes us because all of a sudden we're really faced with the reality of of what this world is that this world isn't isn't as safe as we've hoped it would be that this world isn't the butterfly and puppies and rainbows and ice creams on summer days kind of place that we want for ourselves and that we want for our children. Like this place, this world is it's also a scary place. And living our lives with that knowing is, is heavy. I'm going to take a little break because Bear just woke up. <laughs> I'll be right back. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So just imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. 
I have always loved learning languages. I speak four fluently. They're so interesting. And I've even noticed that sometimes the language you speak can influence pieces of your personality. Learning my husband's native language made us understand each other on a whole new level. Now Babbel has gifted me my own account and I can't wait to dive in. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you actually start speaking a new language. It's designed by real people for real conversations. And their advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help you improve your pronunciation so you can get prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Just 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Overall, they have more than 13,000 hours of learning content, and you can browse more than 20,000 courses offered every month. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yoga. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash yoga, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yoga. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, I am back. I am back. Mm, the more challenging part or one of the challenging parts of recording podcast with baby is that whenever I pause to tend to him and then I get the chance to return to finish, I am always in a little bit of a shifted mindset. And um, yeah, two hours passed. Everybody's home now. We had dinner. Now Dennis has the baby and I'm here with you. But in this tiny little time frame that happened here, I got to sit around the dinner table with some candles lit just listening to Leia talk about her day. She's she's a marvel, this little girl. <laughs> so is Finn. I mean, they're both so, so beautiful. I mean, I'm their mother, so of course I think that. But really, I can't stop telling myself just how grateful I am that I have them here. And I think if anything really appreciating the normalcy of our lives for as long as we have it is so important. That we stay anchored in gratitude for what is here and that we keep our hearts open and filled with compassion for the people who don't have it the same way anymore. People whose normalcy was ripped from them. People who would do anything for this version of normal, for any version of normal. And I don't know what else to say other than pray. And for me, prayer in times like these, well, prayer overall, prayer for me is not something that happens in connection with uh, any kind of organized religion, but maybe you have a way of praying that connects to that or to a faith and pray. And if you do, you're already praying. But if you don't, and you feel like the idea of prayer is a little bit foreign or woo-woo or strange, I mean, taking a moment here now just to close your eyes and send love and compassion and protection to the people in this world who need it most, to the people you watch for a second as they pass by in your feed when you scroll, people you hear about, the people you never met and most likely will never meet, the people who so desperately need our support right now, 
And when we don't know where to turn, when we don't know what to do, when we don't know how to be of service, how to make a change, we pray. We pray. We pray that they get to have this same normalcy that we get to enjoy in this moment. We pray for that to return soon. We pray for this madness to stop. We pray for the safety of all children everywhere. And that is that. I, um, hmm, yeah, thank you for being here, for listening. Make sure you take good care of yourself, okay? Find a way to shake through or release anything that feels stagnant and built up so that you can continue to stay present and anchored in all of this. And um, thank you for being a good human. I just, I know you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.